Oh, thank you for finding us on a Thursday evening and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. You know, this is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're busy finding your tire chains, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And you know, you know, we can't do that until we bring in our lucky lemur. Some say he's rolled more rims than Chevrolet. And others say, don't even bother trying because he's already won the prizes. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you, my friend. And other smiling faces we have on the podcast. Very excited to have uh, Miss Jen and Gear Guru joining us tonight. Hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Hello, and thanks for having us. It is absolutely our pleasure. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're so excited about tonight's episode. I, I feel like, uh, um, what is it, Undespicable Me, the, the littlest girl when she gets the fluffy unicorn. <laughs> it's so fluffy! This is how I feel about tonight's episode. Very excited. All right. Well, you know what, though? Before we get into that, I want to uh, throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And a special thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali-level sponsor. Remember, there's special shipping offer for you Canadian and U.S. listeners from Landsharks.ca. That means free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of $25 Canadian shipping costs. So, special promo. Uh, make sure you check that out. Hold it, All hold right. it, hold it. Are you saying there's free shipping to the U.S. from Land Sharks? That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. I'm going to go place an order. All right. You go do that. All right. I'm, I'm getting nervous about this shark that's swimming around my head, so I'm going to have to do something about that. Dun, dun, but uh, dun, dun. Maybe it's maybe it's glow time. <laughs> it's always glow time because you know what we say each and every week. Whether you read it or whether you wrote it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. That can be an audio clip from your phone. In fact, we're going to play one a little bit later. You can call into 253-693-TFTC. Or use the voicemail voicemail tool or the voice whale tool, however you want to mispronounce that, right there on the website and show us how you glow. Now, tonight's glow was submitted by Bounce Bounce. On hey, his, that means, that yeah. means that Bounce Bounce gets a Glow 2019 badge. Right. And I think PW Tennis, who actually logged it, should get a glow badge as well. You know, I kind of feel like Oprah. You get a glow badge and you get a glow badge and you get. This is for bouncing around. That's GC. Uh, oh, I've covered up my letters. I, I, I suddenly don't know my phonetic alphabet at all. Seven Tango. Seven Romeo. Tango Romeo Hotel Yankee. It's logged well by done. P&W Tennis. The log says, C-Swim and I were in Bremerton and had to stop for this highly favored cache. We thought we were prepared with water, but apparently we didn't have enough to activate for the second step. As we were pondering what to do next, a friendly couple of guardian angel geocachers came walking by and knew what we were doing. They even offered us water. So we were all set and pleasantly surprised by what happened next. And if it's, you know, it's a bounce bounce cache, so you know, it had to be something spectacular. They say, thank you for all the creative caches to make our day complete. And they get a favorite point. And all bounce bounce caches should get a favorite point. Uh, yeah, that that area of Washington State now with the number of bounce bounce caches that have been coming out, they're all super high quality. Mm -hmm. Great place to go. Great area to go caching. Any area is a good area to go caching. Well, that's true. Let me tell you, a bad day of caching is better than a good snow day. What about caching in the snow? There's nothing wrong with that either. Go snowshoe caching. That's a lot Ooh, of fun. Yeah. Uh, we had one of our, our patrons was able to have a special event. And I was there and got a little audio from it. So let's play that and see what's going on here. Or not. Let's try again. <laughs> 
Outstanding. Thank you. So my, tell, tell me, why are you here today? I am celebrating my 15,000 fine on my 10-year anniversary of cashing. Now, those kind of numbers are worthy of applause. Those kind of numbers just don't happen to coincide all the time. How long have you been planning this? Actually, for the last, I'd say, three or four months. When I saw when I saw the anniversary on the horizon, I'm like, oh, this this the moon is aligning with all the other planets. I better coast into this one. So that's exactly what I did. I coasted. It was hard finding one cash a week. <laughs> Daily fine rate goes down. <laughs> the man has 15,000 fines, and he coasted into this. <laughs> coasted in on fumes. Oh, it's lovely. It's like being on the geo trail. You got one more cash. Oh, the, ca the, the tank is almost empty. We're going to get that last cash. <laughs> I can roll 500 more feet. Right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. <laughs> It's too bad they weren't having any fun. No, it, it was a very somber event. It seems like it. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats to MC3 Cats, 15,000 fines. On his 10th anniversary. That's fantastic. That's awesome. All right. Hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of awesome, fantastic things, we have some special announcements. We've been teasing you guys about it all week, and uh, and it's been driving us crazy. We need to know what's going on. So, uh, Jeff, Miss Jen, uh, don't leave us in suspense any longer. What's going on? Well, so a few weeks ago, back when we aired, well, you guys aired episode 282, uh, you asked me what my favorite geo tour is. And I said that it's the one I'm working on at the moment back then. And th at that time, I couldn't reveal the details, but now I can. So I'm very pleased to announce uh, that that there will be a geo tour above the Arctic Circle in Norway in Viking territory. Very cool. And, and because they're Viking people and they are tough, the geo tour launches this Saturday. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. In February. Above the Arctic Circle in Norway. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jeff was the first one that, that worked with this this group in Norway. Uh, the group, they're calling themselves Holo Geotour, or Geotour, maybe they pronounce it that way. And it's um, some hardy people, clearly. And I joke that each one of their 40 geocaches are night caches, they're not really, but because it's depends what you do. right now in Norway, in northern Norway, all of the caches are kind of you have to do them in the dark. And then come the midnight sun uh, in a few months and all of the caches will be in daylight. You know, I we joke that we have a lot of night here this time of year to do night caches. But you know what? That pales in comparison or, or <laughs> Well, maybe that wasn't the best word, <laughs> but uh, to what you get up there at the Arctic Circle. So, wow, 40 caches. Yeah. And um, so there'll be this geo tour up in that latitude in Norway. And the exciting thing is that there will be a mega event in Norway in June when the weather might be a little more, you know, welcoming to tourists. Um, and so that um, mega event is, let's see, in my notes here, I have uh, June 8th, and it's going to be in a city called Troms in Norway. Um, Chris or Jay, maybe you can share the links there in the chat room. Just did. Yep. And then the really, really interesting thing is that a week after, there will be another mega event in Finland pretty much at a similar latitude. So very close by. So you could potentially do this Viking geo tour, um, the mega event in Norway. And then a week, the next weekend you'd be in a mega event in Finland, a very far flung part of the world, very special locations. You know, some it's of us have part of the world yeah. bucket list items of things like going above the Arctic circle. This would certainly check that off. 
not Very only would you get two two more countries, well, most of us would get two more countries on our uh, geo map. Not not the land monkeys, but the rest of us would, and that would be uh, that would be worth it. Yeah. So. Um that was stuff that I couldn't really say back then. And we're happy to launch it this weekend. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with our listeners. I think that's very exciting. And obviously for anybody who's thinking about heading to Norway or Finland on a geocaching expedition, now there's something else to throw into their planning bucket. Uh, make good use of uh, a cache tour. Yeah. Plan it out. There, um, there is also currently a geo tour in the southern part of Finland, closer to Helsinki, and it's called the Porvu Geo Tour. So, if you if you wanted, you could also grab that in in a day. You could complete that in a long afternoon. That's awesome. But there aren't long afternoons up there right now. <laughs> Not right well, now. No, uh, <laughs> they are in the summer. Good point. I was there in July uh, a couple of years ago, and it was remarkable that it got kind of dim at midnight and then it just got lighter immediately. My wife was just saying, I, I hope we can go somewhere. I, I want to, you know, go to the land of the midnight sun. I was like, that would be fun, you know, to where it never quite sets, never gets dark. We don't want to go when it never gets light because <laughs> that's just like, you know, working around here. We leave in the dark, yeah. we get home in the dark, but <laughs> But, you know, it'd be like an extended summertime, you know, when when it's still light at 10 o'clock and you think, wow, I've got all this free time. What can I do now? Yeah, it's pretty cool. When we were in Iceland last summer, uh, it was midnight sun basically going on. And uh, it's just a very unique experience. So definitely something you should check out. Um, and yeah, I think this is awesome. Uh, awesome. There's some new geo tours and some mega events coming up and just looks like a great way to plan plan as a European summer vacation. Yeah. And you know, um, on that note, geocaching HQ keeps a handy bookmark list of all the upcoming mega and now giga events. Uh, it's a good reference as you plan your travel. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, stick that link in the chat room here. And we, uh, one of the lackeys at HQ does a really great job of keeping this up to date. I got it so, for you there, Jen. Oh, there you go. There we go. We both got it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, cool. wow. So um, these are all the upcoming mega giga events shared. Uh-huh. It's in it's in a public bookmark list, so we can all get it and keep up to date with what's going on. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Some of these yeah. are five thousand miles away from me. What am I doing still sitting here? And note that there are at least two gigas on the list already. Ooh. Uh, wow. Are they both in Germany? Yes. <laughs> just, just on a wild guess there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I noticed in the chat, Landsharks had uh, commented, Poor Vu, I wish we had made it there, but it was a case of uh, either that or getting Sun Gear, um, which is the, the oldest cache in Finland. Um, those who might remember stories that we've shared about uh, the uh, geocaching cruise we did. Um, Finland was an interesting experience because the day that we were supposed to show up there was the day that Trump and Putin had shut down um, <laughs> the capital city for their uh, summit. It was quite quite an interesting scenario. But, uh, you know, odds are that won't happen to you. So plan your trip to Finland. Odds are. Odds are. Exactly. Yeah. So but we've no. got a Viking uh, yeah. geo tour and a Norwegian Midnight Sun geo tour. The the Midnight Sun one, I think, is the one that um, that's the Finland name, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So in any case, far flung part of the world, very beautiful. And June is, you know, many months away. So. Perhaps people have time to make plans. Absolutely. That's cool. Now, Miss Jen, can I ask, you said you'd been working on this for a while. How long does it take to get like these two geo tours in place? Well, that might be a better question for Jeff. Jeff, when did you, do you recall when you started talking to the the Norway group? Uh, I started talking to the Norway group about seven months ago. 
So it, it oh. can take anywhere between six to 12 months to get a GeoTour signed. And then it takes you know up to two months to get it launched. Okay, so it's not something we can say, hey, I've got a good idea. Look, can we get this out in two weeks? If you got money, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that fits in with my saying, you can get anything done if you have money and time. If you lack one, you need more of the other. Correct. Yeah, uh, the, the key to these geotours are they are put together by experienced cachers. So we're working with the local tourism bureaus, but it's actually geocachers that are pushing this and working on getting the caches placed in that kind of kind of uh, situation. So it's much easier to get it done quicker with experienced cachers than it is trying to teach tourism bureau what caching is and how to hide them and where to hide them and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So Jeff, I think you may have partially answered a question that came up in the chat from GSMX2 who would like to know who sponsored the new GeoTours. Um, in the case of the Norway one, it was the... And I'm gonna, I think it was Harstead uh, Tourism Bureau for that one. Um, and for the one in Norway, or, I'm sorry, Finland, it was an organization called Suomen Latu, which is an organization that promotes getting outdoors and experiencing the great wilds of Finland. Very cool. And Suomen is uh, the Finnish way of saying Finnish. It refers to the, the word Finland in the local language. <laughs> Awesome. Very helpful. I was actually just going to say that because that is one of the few things I remembered and learned in Finland because I kept seeing it everywhere. I thought that's an interesting word and then found out what that, what that means. So yeah, there you go, Miss Jen. Thank you very much for sharing that great little fact. So uh, when our listeners see that word, they'll understand what it means. They'll have a context. And Jeff, thanks for answering those questions. Sure. Very cool. All right. Um, Maybe what we can do is if you guys have any other questions about you guys who are watching live, have any more questions about the geo tours, um, feel free to ask them and we will uh, pass those on to our guests here. In the meantime, we did hear there was some special fun a couple of weeks ago at geocaching HQ when you guys received just a little bit of love from the geocachers. And we're kind of wondering what, the uh, what the response was, um, how how things went up there at HQ, uh, and if you have any stories you wanted to share about that. So I'll I'll go first. Um, it's been great to experience, you know, the love the community has shown us. Um, there's been a lot of cards as was just shown in the last photo that have been sent to HQ, and um, I've actually read all of them and taken the time to to read them and kind of enjoy what each of these caches have said geocaching has done for them. Um, I also come from the community, so I have a, a fond spot in my heart for the community because I I came from there before I came to HQ. So I understand where a lot of these caches are coming from um, and the sentiments they're expressing and what it's done for them and gotten them out and exploring places and seeing things that they never would have seen before without geocaching. It's It's been awesome. Um, and we're hoping to return the love back to the community. Yeah. Very cool. I echo what Jeff said. Yeah, that photo I took in the office uh, earlier today, and it's really heartwarming. It 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 shows how awesome the geocaching community is. That that something like this would organically happen. Um, it it we heard stories of how people uh, how people's lives have been influenced by the game or influenced by people that they've met through the game. So, you know, you guys uh, listening are probably have similar stories, you know, it's different details, but it's not just this thing that you do. It becomes a part of your, your social circle and it becomes um, much more than just a thing on the the phone or even the GPS. Um, It's really cool to be reminded of all the awesome human beings out there. Um, and thank you to Joshua, the vlogger who I believe originated that idea. That was really very, very fun, um, creative idea. Uh, GCHQ hearts you right back. (laughs) That's awesome. And Jen, thanks for sharing that photo that, uh, if you're watching the, the live stream right now, you can see this, this should be up in, 
in uh, front of the camera here and, and this photo of just a table literally covered for those who are listening to the audio a table literally covered in cards and letters and and even it looks like um some stitch work of signal um all kinds of great stuff that people have sent in just to find different ways to express thanks for it's, the work you guys do. Yeah, it's a beaded um, signal the frog in a kind of a th- in a three dimensional frame. Um, also, there's one uh, granola bar left. It had <laughs> arrived in an ammo box full of other snacks, which were you know very quickly enjoyed by lackeys. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How very cool. Now. Do you have a story of some of the positive feedback y'all received? Jeff, can we start with you? Well, or maybe not, Jeff. Maybe that was too much of a question to ask. We might have lost donuts. Jeff. Oh, oh there, there he is. is. With some donuts uh, for us all. And he had, he had actually, on the uh, regular um, Krispy Kreme donuts, had put a traditional sticker on the outside of the box. And on the mixed box of donuts, he stuck a uh, mystery puzzle sticker on the outside to let you know that you didn't know what you were getting. Um, it was really, really sweet of him to do that. And we enjoyed it. That is cool. Um, I'm not sure, Jeff, if um, you got cut off in the very beginning of that sentence. Would you say again who brought that in? Yeah, it's our friend Bounce Bounce who so stopped by with a couple dozen donuts for the folks at HQ to enjoy. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, and Bounce Bounce is watching live tonight, so uh, we can say thank you, Bounce Bounce, right there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's it's so amazing that uh, I mean, you're right that that Josh came up with the idea in the first place and said, you know what, everybody, let's pick one week out of the year when we just really let these guys know how much we appreciate the work they do. But then um, just to see how much that really caught on that um, people just really got into it. They were sending stuff. They were dropping by and dropping stuff off. And even on, it wasn't the best day to be stopping by HQ weather-wise either. So that's fantastic. How nice. In the uh, chat, I'm going to mention what Keats94 just said. He says, my life has been lifted to such a glorious level thanks to geocaching. I can't thank the folks at HQ enough. The passion from reviewers, the hiders, and the community spirit is moving beyond words. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's cool. That's nice. Um, yep. Go oh, ahead. I was going to ask, uh, how did all this positive energy impact your work environment? Did was it was there a noticeable change? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, the, as the, the one card, the first, um, announcement came in, right. What that, that this would be happening, even that alone before anything had happened, just that this was going to happen, created kind of a, a, a ripple through the office of, wow, that's a really cool idea. And then, you know, we're like, Oh, I wonder what will happen. And then, Cards started coming in and and uh, even trackables, you know, personal uh, SIG items came in. And how many jobs are there where the community of, of people who are the, the customers, essentially, right, are do something like this? Um, teachers, maybe, right? Like the kids will bring gifts, but most jobs don't have this kind of amazing generosity from the community and that was brought home very literally physically with food with cards that you can read and um you know like i opened one envelope and stuff was falling out like little glittery things and and little cutouts um that's a unique perk uh of of being in the geocaching community and I'm sure that everyone felt that, that specialness. Um, and, you know, Jeff and I, we are in the community a good bit. Some of our coworkers are not. They are, say, software developers, and they're not on the community side. And this was a way for them to 
be exposed to the community in such a beautiful, positive, uplifting way. So yeah, it definitely affected the environment at work. Um, I'm sure that, you know, the next time each of those people does their job, whether it's code or the finance team running some kind of month end report, you know, there'll be this image of the actual people and the community who plays the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's really good because those people who work behind the scenes are, I don't want to use the term nameless, but they really are. I mean, they don't get the recognition of, you know, those who are up front and, and we see all the time and they're just as important, you know, on a team, everybody has a job to do. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that was a good impact. Well, thank you guys for your part in helping, uh, geocaching be an excellent game that we're excited to be a part of. Yeah. And so, yes, thank you, Miss Jen and Gear Guru for the work that you guys do and, and giving us these fun, amazing geo tours that we can go out and uh, explore, have a lot of fun with. And, and on that note, we did have another question from GSMX2. Uh, and his question is, without giving details, could you let us know how many geo tours are in the hopper right now? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Clever answer. Uh, Jeff may be better to answer that one. What do you, do you have the number? Well, there's, there's basically two pipelines that we have. There are folks that I'm talking to that have not yet signed an agreement. And then there are folks that have signed an agreement that have not yet launched. And I'm going to say the signed, but not yet launched is probably about 12 to 13 geo tours that hopefully will launch at some point in 2019. Wow. Um, I've also got probably varying degrees of um, state, uh, probably uh, 15 to 20 additional geo tours that I'm talking to folks that I've got a couple that I think I'll have signed agreements in the next couple of weeks. Other ones that, you know, could be next month or later this year. Um, It's one of those kind of things. Uh, They may go dormant for a long time and then pop their head back up and say, Hey, I finally got money. I want to sign. Let's get this going. So it's a, it's an ever-changing landscape. That's fantastic. You know, I had no idea that the number was that big, Jeff. I I honestly would have thought it was low single digits. So that's really exciting and cool to hear. Yeah, and we're always trying to find, you know, new potential hosts, looking at different places. And, you know, once we find one, one geotour that seems to work, we try to target those other areas, uh, state parks being one of those. Um, got a state park that's going to launch a geotour later this year for their hundredth anniversary, similar to what we did in 2013 here in Washington. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And they're all going to be local to me, right? <laughs> they, they are all drivable to you. Okay. All drivable. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even the ones in Finland, I just have to drive fast. You can drive really fast. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, once, once you get off the plane, pick up a car and you can drive to it. Okay. Correct. <laughs> awesome. yep. They're all easily reachable. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, we had asked our listeners earlier in the week if they had any more questions for you guys, and we did get some questions back. Um, So we've got five different questions out from our listeners we'd love to go through with you guys. And the first one, I know it's an easy one, but it was asked. And so, you know, it's always nice to start off with an easy one. And the question is, where and when can folks find out about new geo tours when they launch? Sure. Uh we have a special spot at geocaching.com slash geotours. And that shows you the current landscape. And so on Saturday morning, when the new one in Norway launches, it will automatically show up on that page. And of course, the the caches will show up, you know, seconds after the reviewer publishes them. Um, the, of course, the other place to get a feel for this is on the geocaching HQ social media channels. You know, uh, we do, we try to, um, announce geo tours, the, uh, as they're launching. Um, in some cases we are given permission to release the news like months ahead of time or weeks ahead of time, instead of just like the week before, um, there are different details around the scheduling. As you can imagine, some people like to be secretive, some people want lots of promotion. 
Um, but yeah, that list that I put on the chat room or that page shows you where they all are. So again, for our listeners, that's geocaching.com slash geotours. Or if you're on the geocaching.com page, just go down and uh, click on the, I think it's play, right? You click on play and you go down mm -hmm. just a few options and geotours in there. And it's in the app too, right? Yeah, special section in the app. Um, when you're, you know, hit the little magnifying glass, um, you can look for caches near you or you can look for a specific GC code, or you can look for GeoTours. And the whole list of them is provided. Perfect. All within driving distance of Chris. Of Chris, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, you guys are going to come on more often. I, I really <laughs> like what's going on here. I like this feel. Thank you. Uh, Chris, you want to take the next question? Yes, I would love to, with, with all the love going on. Yeah. Now, here's the next question. If a GeoTour ends, and that's in quotes, uh, is the souvenir still available to be earned as long as the geocaches from the geotour can still be found? The answer is no. If you want that souvenir, you have to find the caches while the geotour is live because it's a geotour completion souvenir. Uh, once the geotour has sunsetted, there's no more geotour so there's no more completion souvenir um it's up to the hosts whether they wish to retire the caches at the end of the geotour um or if they want to keep them going uh so you know different different tours will behave differently depending on where which one you're looking at okay there you go it's that's good to hear that answer uh mrs monkey and i have uh, been curious about that particular question ourselves um, with the announcement that one of our favorite geotours is going to see uh, the end of its run coming up soon. And that's the Utah geotour. We're very saddened to hear that that's coming to an end soon. So people are frantically looking at Utah and, you know, filling, finding their or earning their patches, right? Yes. So they yeah. can complete the thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right. limited run yeah there you go uh but you know sounds like there's a bunch more coming out that are all with, within driving distance of chris so that's good news yep <laughs> all right road trip question. yeah road trip. i'll, I'll drive go. hashtag geocache road trip there you go uh the next question we have for you guys is uh geo tours show the total faves um on on the top for that geo tour overall is there any thought to other ways to rank geotours in order to help cashers know if they're really worth uh, getting Chris to drive you to? Looks like I've been throwing this curveball. <laughs> okay. Um, th there are always thoughts on other ways to rank geotours. You know, one of the thoughts that we've had is trying to rate them based on amount of time it would take you, um, you know, and things along those lines. But the issue you run into is, People drive at different paces. Are you just focused on the geotour caches? Are you grabbing other caches along the way? You know, are you stopping for a long lunch? You know, what, what are you doing? Um, we run into this conundrum with all geotours that for a geocacher, they'd like it to be done in a day. Uh, for the host, which could be a CVB, Chamber of Commerce, a Visitors Bureau, um, they want it done in a longer time. They want you to stay overnight and spend money. That's, you know, that's their goal of a geotour. So we get into this kind of catch-22 of what's best for the cashier versus what's best for the, the host. Um, we got a lot of thoughts and ideas. You know, Jen and I will talk about these things, and then it's just finding uh, manpower and the time for those uh, not-so-nameless and faceless people behind the scenes to make it happen. That's right. And, you know, uh, Gear Guru, you brought up a good point because, you know, Geotours are different in size. I mean, we look at the Gold Country Geotour with 150 different caches in it and lots of driving compared to, let's say, the HQ Geotour, which is, what, nine or ten caches? Yep. In you know, it's easily walkable, so. Well, yeah, and, you know, even on that note, it's, it's an it-depends kind of scenario. I, I love my air quotes tonight, but... Gold Country does have a, yeah, as you said, 150 geocaches, and some of them are spread to places where 
you're, you get a day hike for one cache out of the GeoTour. Right. Whereas there's the, um, what's it called? The Geocaching Capital of Canada GeoTour with also 150 caches, but I've heard people get it done in under a week. Um, so, you know, the caches, where the caches are placed, there's the the BC Backroads Mapbook GeoTour, which only has, I think, 35 or 40 caches, but they're spread across the entire province of British Columbia. So <laughs> that takes a while to get to all those. Yep. So it, it's a little bit like the landscape of geocaching itself, right? Like there's the range of the super easy park and grab and then the, you know, D5, T5 that takes you months to complete, perhaps because of some complicated math or some such. So because geocaching has so much variability, geotours have a similar variability. That makes sense. Yep. Chris, do you want to take the next one? Yes, as soon as I find it. There okay. we go. Number four. Uh, <laughs> when I look at the list of geotours on geocaching.com, they seem to be listed by distance from where I am. Because as we know, all geotours are drivable <laughs> to me. Uh, is there any other way to sort them? Yes, uh, but it's not on web. It's on the mobile app. Mm-hmm. And um, so on web, you're correct. Um, they're listed um, by distance, which actually is a, something that just happened about a year ago. They used to be listed by like when we went live with them, which, you know, in retrospect, was not the most useful way to order those things. So on um, the phone, when you're looking at the geotours, there's a little button on our app that says, see all the geotours. And they default by sorting it by distance from where you are at the moment, not your home coordinates, but where you are. And if you click that green text that says sort by distance from me, you get two other, I don't know if this is going to show, you get two other options that says, sort by geotour name and so you can look for them that way some people are looking for the one closest to their home some people are looking for the one farthest away from home for the most amazing faraway trip or some people are looking for let's say the richmond geotour so they want an alphabetized list um at the office when we were coding this we were talking about should we you know sort them by favorite points um, and that sort of refers back to the question that Jeff was just answering, you know, sorting by favorite points is easy to code, but it's a little bit misleading because like a geo tour with five caches versus a geo tour with 150 caches, there's a different rate of earning favorite points. Absolutely. Right? So, so we, we didn't put that in for that reason. Cause it like, just because you have a small geo tour and therefore fewer favorite points doesn't mean that you're less good of a geo tour. It's just smaller by, by the number of caches. Yeah. So on, on the mobile app, the official geocaching app, you can sort uh, different ways. Awesome. I've seen, we've been getting a number of questions from the chat and our chat lackey has been dropping them in. So we will get to those, but I have another question that I had uh, coming through Facebook from our friends, Land Sharks. So I'm going to read through that question and ask you guys if you can give your thoughts on that. And then we'll get to, uh, don't worry, listeners, uh, we'll get to all of your questions in just a few moments here. All right. So the question from Land Sharks. They say, it's great that GeoTour owners don't always require people to find all the GeoTour caches to be awarded a coin or tag. Sometimes caches are disabled or may need special equipment, a self-powered boat or skills for a long distance hike and challenging terrain that may make finding all the caches not so easy for tourists to complete. Could the HQ system that awards GeoTour souvenirs be aligned so that it triggers the souvenir with the same number of caches found that the geotour owner requires people to find in order to earn the coin or whatever the award is reward for that is. And, and it, it goes on and talks about some specific examples, but I think that's really the, the crux of the question. Did, did that make sense? Did you guys follow? It, no, it, it makes sense. Okay. And I think I got thrown this curveball again. <laughs> wow. Um, it's your lucky day. Yeah. I'll be the one that chooses them next time, Jen. Um, <laughs> you should have gotten the doc just a little bit sooner. 
I, I should have done that. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yes, we've gotten this question a lot. And the whole purpose of the GeoTour souvenir was it is a GeoTour completion souvenir. So you get it when you complete the GeoTour. Um, the easiest way for us to get this out to the market as quickly as we did was to require all caches to be found except for ones that have been archived. So that's why we did what we did the way we did. Um, there is some talk about trying to make some modifications and allow it to be in line with um, what the GeoTour host has asked for, whether they're looking for a 100% completion to earn the coin or whatever the reward is, or whether it's 80% or some fixed number of caches to earn that award. Um, it's not quite an easy thing to do. Um, so we're talking about it. Uh, we know it's a, a popular request from the community and we do listen. Um, it just, it takes time and coding. And once again, it's, it's not an easy solution uh, out there. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jeff. Thanks for answering that question. Anytime, Jen. <laughs> I have a feeling somebody owes Jeff a coffee tomorrow morning. <laughs> Oh, we have a question now, you know, we'll answer these as best as you can, because sometimes the, uh, the information is difficult to come by. GeoNav Pros wants to know how many GeoTours are there in the world right now? 56. And the reason why I can answer it so quickly is on the geocaching app, it tells you the total number. And so as of Saturday, it will be 57 with a new one. Um, yeah, the that's n not the total number of geo tours that have ever existed. We're well over um, 120 of those over time. But, you know, some of them have completed and sunsetted. But right now there are 56. And 56 active. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very Fair. good. Jay, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, I'll take the next one. So that's uh, the Landsharks question. Is that the mm -hmm. next one we're going to take? Here? That's okay. where I was going. All right. Um, and I, I have a feeling you guys answered this the last time you were on the podcast, but if you don't mind, um, I think it's a great question. And it's where does the drive for a new geo tour start? Does it start with HQ or with geocachers in the community or with tourism groups? And how did the tourism groups come up with the notion of implementing a geo tour? Sure. Uh, I'm happy to take that question. Uh, most of the time these days, it starts with um, tourism groups who have heard of geocaching somehow, and they want to do something with geocaching. They're not always sure what that is. And so uh, Jeff and I, mostly Jeff now, um, explains, you know, what is a geotour and what can it do? How, how does it bring people to your destination or to your park? Um, sometimes we do get really involved geocachers who approach their local tourism board and then together they come to HQ and birth a project. Um, there are mm, a small handful of examples where a geocacher personally funded a geo tour because they just really, really wanted one. That's a rare, uh, that's a data outlier. That's not the usual way that happens. Uh, and it's never that HQ decides, oh, we need a geo tour above the Arctic Circle, so let's do that. That's not our style. You know, it needs to come from the community or from um, that tourism organization or park because they're the ones that have the content. They're the ones that know the area. Mm -hmm. Right. Makes total sense. Total sense. Uh, okay. Jen, I don't know if you were reading the chat earlier, but there are a bunch of ideas in here of places that should get a geo tour. So if you ever, you or Jeff ever need to, you know, running low on ideas, we'll come back to the chat. You can, you know, call them up. So all the geo tours, all, all the of them, yeah. all the things, there you go. All the things within driving range of me. And, and guys, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're live in the chat, if you're watching the replay on YouTube, or if you're, you've downloaded this episode and you're listening to it and you want to know more about how geo tours start, how they're formed, how to contact HQ about it. Go back and listen to episode 282, 282. That's when uh, Gear Guru and Miss Jen were on last, which is not that long ago. And they gave us all the inside scoop behind the velvet curtain about how uh, 
how GeoTours come to be and the whole process. It was really informative and a lot of fun. So definitely go back and listen to 282. 282. I was just in headquarters this week and there's actually a velvet curtain in there. Is they there? Work behind. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's really quite impressive. No other cubicles have the velvet curtain. Nice. Must be nice <laughs> to be you guys. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us again. I mean, you have become some of our favorite guests. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Anytime you want to tell us about a new geo tour, you just want to come on and talk about geocaching. You're welcome on caching in the Northwest. Thank you very much. It's super fun to be here and I'm less nervous than I was the first time around. <laughs> See, it's easy, isn't it? You just, you're just talking. It's just us. Nobody else is listening. <laughs> right, no one else. Only a few nope, hundred no of your else. best friends. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's not being recorded or anything. Oh, no, it's not, it's not like that at all. No. Yeah. Every conversation on the internet is recorded. That's just, you know, a whole different conspiracy conversation there. I'm beginning to believe every conversation's recorded somehow, but that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so again, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for tuning in and taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Now, next week, in case you don't know, I'm letting this out right now. Next week is Valentine's Day. What? I know. If you've got someone special, Go out and get flowers, box of chocolates. That's that's what everybody else does. Yeah. Um, and then sit down with them and enjoy a romantic evening of watching Cashing in the Northwest live. I mean, what says I love you more than listening to Chris and Jim and I talk about geocaching? And love. We're going to talk love. about love. We are. It's a special love episode. I think you're going to like it. February you're 21st. You're going to love, there you go. You're going to love our episode on love. We would love for you to listen. Okay. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. February 21st. When you're sleeping in the doghouse because you didn't do things right on the 14th, come and listen to Cashing in the Northwest. Talk about a Caribbean cruise with the land sharks and the geo travelers. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. And that takes us to. Thursday, February 28th, the last day of that month. And we have a, another fun episode. We are going to be talking to a couple of different folks. MC3Cats is going to talk about the Hands Across the Border event. So we're excited to hear more about that. And then the microphone is going to flip over to uh, Subway Mark, who's going to give us our next in our series of top cash tips. He's going to talk about the Willamette Valley and uh, the Central Oregon area and geocaching there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. March 7th, episode 293. Wow, we're already talking about going into March. Wow, mm -hmm. time flies when you have And coming fun. up on episode 300. All right. Well, penciled in for that episode, we have uh, JP of JP's Geo Designs and his partner Ian talking to us about the GeoCoinFest EU Mega Tour. So that'll be interesting. Looking forward to hearing about that. Now, uh, as we do and we when we wrap up this show, I also want to make sure that we take a moment to thank Land Sharks. Dum dum. Dum, dum, there's the Landshark. Our corporate Denali level sponsor, Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They are open six days a week, except holidays, and they ship online orders every day. We, yep. of course, also want to thank, or sorry, Chris, were you going to? I was going to help you out. Oh, well, jump in there, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> We want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Oh, I'm hearing myself. That's Land Sharks, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and Worldcaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link right there on the CachingNW.com website. Of course, I'm working up my breath. Are you gonna do it? Like all I'm right. gonna go deep sea diving. We want to thank all of our supporters. That's Broncos Friends for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Keb MacD, Subway Mark, Dora Moore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, GeoNav Pros, Wino Seattle, Acker Doc, Billy Robson, G Nice, Antaeus, Kits, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster, and Green Words. 
I didn't take a go. breath to start. I should have. I should have paused. Pace yourself, buddy. Take that breath. You gotta, yeah. yeah. You need more practice. Still an amateur in this area of the show. All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to make you do that part of the show until you can get it right. I mean, my goodness. I I got all the names right, and you that's got, the important the part right. because those are the people we appreciate. We appreciate Absolutely. everybody who listens. Thank we you do. so much. So, until next week, Land Monkey. No, wait. No, 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 not you. Guess first. Let's start with the guests. And I've always been taught ladies first. So, Miss Jen, where could people find you on the interwebs if they were looking to do a little light internet stalking? Oh well, my username is Miss Jen M I S S J E N N. You can certainly find me at geocaching. I sometimes tweet at Geotours HQ. That's the Twitter handle. And you can just also, I don't know, stop by the office in Seattle and bring granola bars or donuts or, you know, beaded signal to frog frames. We would be happy to see you. Oh, she is good. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty slick. That was pretty slick. All right, Jeff, you're up next. How do people find you? Yeah, my caching name is Gear Guru. Um, pretty simple. You'll find me at events all over the Puget Sound area. I was going to say you're at events for you know cashers who hit fifteen thousand milestone or fifteen thousand finds and such. I try. <laughs> huh, you you weren't there when I found fifteen thousand finds. Well, find fifteen thousand more, I'll be there. All right, it's a deal. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Land Monkey? Now, now we're down to the monkeys. Now, now, now it's monkey business. All right. Well, you know what? You can uh, find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at LandMonkeyGC, and of course uh, on YouTube is where we've been releasing our videos, and we will continue to do so as we work our way through season two. Come and have some fun, explore, and go geocaching with us. That's L A N M O N K E Y Land Monkey on YouTube. All right. And uh, Chris of the Northwest, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Caching NW, Facebook.com slash Caching NW. If you're on Instagram, look for Caching in the Northwest. Better yet, head on over to CachingNW.com slash host, read our bios, find all those links that we just mentioned, and the few secret ones I don't tell anybody about. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Send us a collapsible snow shovel any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com. Your support helps keep quality shows coming. So if you like this show, click that Patreon link on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. The show's produced by Chris Umpenauer and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris Jay and Jim Paulwitz. The show's licensed under a Creative Commons Attributions 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umpenauer. And of course, we would invite you to stay for The After Show. The After Show. There you go. Did you hear The After Show? It seemed awfully quiet in my ears. I could hear it. Okay. Jeff, Jen, did you hear it? I heard it. Yep. Yeah. So Jim was still with us. There he goes. Hey, and you know what? This is the point where I have to remind people, if you're missing Jim, if you're missing Wits End, send him a tweet at Wits End, W-I-T-Z-E-N-D. Let them know you miss them. Definitely. All right. Put that in the uh, chat. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go look at his Twitter handle right now. Send Wits End some love. All right. Well, while you're doing that, we've got some after show questions here. We've got a hashtag Fatas from GSMX2. Uh, He said, when somebody identifies a log as helpful or useful, who gets notified? says asking for a friend. So this would be, I assume, still just in Norway and Canada are the only places that uh, upvoting is still working. I don't think I don't think it's expanded anywhere else. Do we know? HQ yeah. folks? It has not expanded anywhere else. Okay. I've never experienced it. All right. Um, in my experience, um, I don't think anybody gets notified when you upvote a log. I don't think there's any notification that happens. Mm-hmm. No, not for what I know. It's just for, um, yeah, 
you can go back and look and find the helpful or the good stories, which would help us find glows. Thank you, GCHQ. Yes. Miss Jen, I hear you have to leave. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank good night. You. Cheers. Good night. Gear Guru, if you need to leave as well, we completely understand. I'm going to sign off. It's been fun talking to you guys. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Keith says he never gets uh, notified of an upvote. So there yeah. are no notifications. No, I didn't think there were. Um, <laughs> I have says, well, expanded already. Yeah, I know you guys are, are itching to get it down there in the States. It's, I have to admit, it's kind of nice to actually get something in Canada first for a change. So we've been able to <laughs> enjoy that for a little bit. So how long has this uh, well contest of logs been going on there? Um, how long have we had upvoting? Yeah, since, since the summer. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a little contest on each geocache that's Canadian only. That's right. Yeah, that's right. American. Well, however, you are allowed to play. Unlike some other contests. Oh, yeah. You're, you're more than welcome to upvote any Canadian logs. That's true. Okay. Well, I was trying to give nice you that. Let's try, though. Yeah. <laughs> you caught me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. GeoNavPros wants to know if LandMonkey is going caching in the snow this Sunday. Uh, that's the plan. Um, it, it depends on two things. One, if there is snow uh, where we're going. And two, uh, as long as my cold doesn't get any worse. Um, then yeah, I'll I'll be going out with the guys and and girls and doing some geocaching and have some fun. And from what I understand, there's going to be snow everywhere here in the Northwest this weekend. Mm. We'll we'll join the rest of the continent. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, Keepers of the cash flow had a fatass. They said uh, Chris is great. Thanks for the help via email last week. Oh, good job. You're very welcome. Uh, He's looking at starting a non-geocaching related uh, podcast. And I just threw out some ideas. I've done this once. So, Yeah. Yeah. Starting a podcast is a fair bit of work. It's definitely, uh, we could do uh, a, a couple of episodes all about creating podcasts. You know, I've often thought about that. If we do just a, a standalone podcast series on creating a podcast. Yeah. Well, we did, uh, we did some interesting stuff with Daryl two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of neat, kind of behind the scenes of the different geocaching podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it seems to change. I mean, it's relatively steady, but technologies ebb and flow. So yeah, things go away that you got used to using. Yeah. 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 There's no that. Way. Yeah. Um, what else? Geo we got? Pro says, thanks for the wallpaper, the phone wallpaper. Oh yes. You're very welcome. Thank you for your support of the show. Thank you. So just to let you know each month, wits end really is wits end doing it, uh, creates a wallpaper with the calendar of that month on it with a wonderful picture, usually outdoorsy. It's going to be Northwesty. If that's a word, Northwestern in focus. Um, it uh, might be, it might not be. I mean, maybe I'll contribute some of my pictures from my world travels. Ooh, there you go. Uh, it'll have a calendar. So it's helpful when you look at your phone, you go, Oh, look at that. Yes. I'm looking at this date. Yes. We want to do that. And, and that's over on the Patreon page. You can just go over to geocache or no, not geocaching.com. You can go there too. You're not going to find what you're looking for. It may not have a Patreon page. But but once you get over there, you're going to forget why you came anyway (laughs) and spend hours. Uh, Head over to cachingandw.com and click on the Patreon link and you can go download the the, uh, wallpapers for free. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I saw there's something in our notes here. That says Chris's HQ Geo Tour story. Do you guys want to hear a story? Tell you what, before before you tell your story, okay. yes, I want to hear your story. Before you tell it, we've got uh, Fatas from Keats94. I just want to share. He says, by the time I tune into the next episode, I'll be in the five-digit club. Looking forward to kissing the original stash tribute plaque in a few days. Ooh, you boy. Go. You know, uh, I think he has it confused with the Blarney Stone. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. <laughs> you got to lay your GPS on there. It's going to give you better reception, better accuracy. Um, you know, I know you planned this a while ago, but we're looking at some serious weather this, this upcoming week. So check the, uh, the weather once again, I just want to make sure you travel safe as you're out here. Absolutely. No, good stuff. All right. Your HQ geo tour story, my friend. Um, uh, just looking in the chat, uh, gear guru says, thanks for the geo tour leads. He's going to reach out to them and see if we can make something happen. Very cool. So guys, thank you for throwing those into the chat. It's actually possibly going to make a difference. Good. Yes. So I assume most people here has, have done the HQ geo tour. It's a series of 10, I believe it's down to nine caches. Um, I started it. I want to guess 2012 and it's really? take, yeah, it's taking me, I just completed it this week. It's taking really? me seven years to find 10 caches. I wonder if that's a record. It's gotta be. So I have actually, I have the actual original passports that I started with. Um, okay. I found nine of the 10 back in the day geocaching hq was only open for tours on fridays right yeah the library which is one of the stops was closed on fridays oh my goodness all right so i see where this is going and at okay. the time there was no plan b no alternative if the library is closed you can go here and do that right so um i just never completed it and you know <laughs> it's just this one little cache find hanging out there uh, that I couldn't, I couldn't log, you know, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't get the souvenir. So yeah. I couldn't get the souvenir because, well, you know, wasn't didn't have all the finds. So while I was up there this week, uh, the library opened at one o'clock. I hung out, I waited, I stalked, <laughs> you know, for five minutes standing outside the library going, are you open yet? You open yet? Come on, open up. It's cold yeah. out here. There's wind blowing. <laughs> Come on, open the doors. Uh, you know, I walked right in, grabbed what I needed, got the punch. And then I went back to uh, the headquarters and gave them the, the, the passport and the uh, people working at the front desk there in the welcome center go, what? I've never seen this passport. They actually had stamps back in the day. Now they're all punches. And I okay. Go, and, and they look at this and they go, wow, we've never seen, do you mind if I take a picture? Sure. Go ahead. It's, you know, seven years in the making to find one geo tour. So I'm really glad they didn't shut that geo tour down early. I now have a new souvenir of the HQ geo tour because I've nice. got all the caches in the geo tour. I, I would, I would perhaps argue that you have worked harder than anybody else. I know for that souvenir, Chris, like seven I years I've waited for the souvenir. You, that is well earned. My friend, did I get the coin? No, I did not get a coin. I got a stamp on my original passport and now, the stamp is in shiny gold. I, I opted for gold rather than black. I figured I've waited this long. This is the gold, the gold, gold standard of, of stamps. <laughs> oh, that is uh. fantastic. That is so cool. That's awesome. Udax says, when I was there for the last party block party, I didn't know about the geo tour. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's too bad. Well, let me tell you, they have some excellent caches on this geo tour. Yeah. They have some, uh, goblin dust, gadget caches they have yep. some really good camouflage hides it's it's very well done and just creative yeah it's yeah. a lot of fun it's a well done geo tour and there's at least one or two virtuals that you're going to hit just doing the geo tour because you walk right past them right. so and there are a couple new um traditionals in the area that i didn't get before so i walked around and got those as well nice yeah the nice. cherry tree Cherry tree is uh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The cherry is, tree is part of the geo tour. It is. And uh, that's just so clever. I think that's one of the ones that's highlighted in their videos from HQ. Mm -hmm. um, so clever. So clever. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's, I don't see anything else popping into the after show notes here. So, so there think, you go. You know, it may take some people seven years to do the uh, <laughs> gold country geo tours. Yeah. That's 150 caches. You know, it takes me seven years to do 10. Fantastic. Oh, and there you go. Udax said that uh, her sis 
moved to Seattle and she's going to occupy the new home. So there you go. UDAC will complete the HQ Geo Tour. And UDAC, you can do it easily in an afternoon. It doesn't take everybody seven years. <laughs> but now the record's been set. The yep. bar's been set. I so, mean, you know, if you, you want to try to beat my record, go ahead. Give it a shot. <laughs> I'm willing to wait you out. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. That's awesome. All right. Well, Keats, enjoy your trip. When you go, drive safely. Uh, uh, make sure you pick up Chris and take him to a geo tour because obviously they're all within driving distance. With the, as, as we found out tonight. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to hold them to that. I've got it recorded. <laughs> well, my goodness, 12 in the hopper coming out in 2019. That's that's what Jeff said, right? That's like, one that's a month. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I and mean, obviously they're you know going to be all over the world, but still, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, There's got to yeah. be one within driving range of me. There's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very cool. So uh, thank you to everybody who has listened this late, uh, whether you're uh, waiting for the bus bobbing your head, whether you're watching the video replay, whether you're live with us right now. And a special thanks to you guys who make the time to watch us live every Thursday night. We really appreciate you guys spending the time chatting with us, chatting with each other, chatting with our guests. You really make a difference with the live chat. We really, really appreciate you guys. So thank you for hanging out with us tonight. It has been a lot of fun. It really has. Folks, thank you for joining us. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest.